1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. We're going to talk with Madeline Miller now. She's a Bible study leader, speaker, and pastor's wife. And she serves on local committees like the Generosity Trust and others. And she is full of wisdom. And today we're going to dive into a conversation to get us ready for Valentine's Day. Good morning to you, Madeline. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's always a blessing to be with you. Well, it's always a blessing for us as well. And sometimes Valentine's Day is not welcome <laughs> in everybody's life. You know, sometimes it can feel like an inconvenience or something that brings up a lack of maybe a lack of romantic love or, or something of that nature. But you want to inspire us to be a conduit of God's love this Valentine's. Absolutely, absolutely, and we we need to do that. Did you know, uh, Tommy, that Americans are expected to spend close to a whopping twenty-six billion—that's B—billion dollars celebrating the day this year. And, and you're right; we think of it as a holiday to celebrate romantic love, and for most people, that is the main focus, but not for everyone. And if you were to go to any elementary school and view the parties and count the cards that are exchanged and the cookies and candy that are consumed, and it's consumed in celebration of friendship. And although, yeah, of course, there may be a card there for someone of special significance, uh, generally, everyone in the class gets a card from everyone else, which is kind of nice. But like most holidays or many holidays, the day also brings sadness to some because uh, they don't have a special romantic someone in their life with which to share a day. Mm-hmm. And that can be true of singles, uh, for those who have recently lost a spouse. Uh, maybe your spouse is even deployed, or for those who have broken off engagements. The day, if we let it, can bring about a sense of exclusion or even depression. Mm. And it's true that there can be a true sense of grief for some, but I want to encourage everybody, don't let chocolates and greeting cards and flowers sabotage your joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love is the hallmark of Christianity. So what can we do as Christians with a day like Valentine's Day? And Jesus told his disciples in John 13, 35, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And that's the challenge. Love is all around us if we will receive it. There are opportunities to love if we will accept them. And we can be a conduit of God's love to others if we will allow it. If, if we look around, there's a lot of encouragement from the secular world world around us. 
Uh, we see messages on billboards to do an act of kindness or TV commercials encouraging us to help others. Uh, even on the nape of a professional football helmet, I saw the challenge, Be Love, instead mm. of the name of the team. So why don't we want to be the love? Yeah, Personally, I think it's rather, sim- rather simple. We would much rather receive love than give it yeah. or give it in response to having received it. Mm-hmm. Even though, as Paul said in Acts twenty thirty five, it's more blessed to give than to receive. We usually think about that in terms of physical needs, but there are also many people needing love. And maybe, just maybe, you're the one God chose to share it with them. We're talking about how to be a conduit of love this Valentine's Day, specifically God's love. But Madeline, sometimes we need to get out of a certain rut, don't we? Uh, You are so right. I call that rut uh, the problem of uh, what about me syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't know about you. I've experienced this. The symptoms are displayed in many ways. It could be the problem of now the seeing so many others around that have what you desire, you know, like a significant other. Or, and the thought comes to mind, what about me? Mm. Or as you're going into the stores now and you're bombarded with Valentine's Day cards, flowers, candy, heart-shaped cookies, and chocolate-covered strawberries, and upon entering the store, you think, well, what about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, And the what about me syndrome doesn't have to be connected to Valentine's. It could be that you feel that you're you're the one that's always on the giving end of things as opposed to being the recipient. Like you're the one to make the call. You're the one to apologize. You're the one that goes the extra mile. Or even you do what you feel that the Lord would have you do. But in your heart of hearts, you're crying out, what about me? Yeah. Uh, The the widow of Zarephath and... um, Kings, first Kings 17 had a more serious problem than having a significant someone to share Valentine's Day with. She and her son were facing starvation because of the drought in the land. And God sent Elijah to her for food. And he asked her for some water and some bread. And she told him she only had a little flour and oil enough for a last meal for her son and for herself. And to me, her reply is not only a statement of fact, but and also an underlying feeling of, what about me? If I give you the last bit of sustenance, my my son and I are doomed. But she doesn't realize that love has come to her. And providing for Elijah, God will also provide for her. And that is exactly what Elijah tells her. If she provides for him, then the God of Israel will provide for her until he sends rain again. And... Mm -hmm. Corresponding with that, we Christians, we have an unlimited supply of love to share with those God sends our way. God himself is the supplier. Now, it may not be the romantic kind of uh, love typified in commercials and novels, but the opportunities are all around us waiting to be satisfied. And we can perform these acts of love because the author of love, God, resides in us. And we can trust him to take care of our internal cry of, what about me? Now, he is the God who will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And the results may not always be as immediate as the widows in the feeding of Elijah, but there is always blessing and following and obeying the Lord. 
You're joining us in a conversation we're having with Madeline Miller. And uh, you say that we should not forget what we have in Christ. Uh, absolutely. We should never forget what we have in Christ. And, and if we're not careful, holidays like Valentine's Day, as we celebrate now, can take our focus off our mission as Christians. Uh, Paul told the Galatians in chapter 4, verse 10, that he was afraid for them because they were celebrating days, months, seasons, and years instead of putting their faith in the finished work of Christ. And we also must be careful not to become so embroiled in the traditions and celebrations of our time that we forget what we have in Jesus Christ. He is the love of our life. Mm. We who belong to Christ Jesus have that once-in-a-lifetime kind of love that is not only for the here and now, but it also extends into eternity. We, we have that forever love that will never leave us, will never fade. And we have the one who loves us deeply and completely, knowing all of our faults and shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it's not wrong to celebrate uh, Valentine's Day, no. But we, we need to be a conduit of God's love to others. Uh, go ahead, get together with friends to watch a movie or have a night of games. Go out to dinner or take dinner to a shut-in friend, a, a widow or widower. Uh, do something special for a single parent. And if you're one of those that have that special somebody in your life, you know, don't forget to remind them how much you love them. Enjoy the day. But all of us should remember and never forget how precious we are to God and how much he loves us. Mm-hmm. God, God helped Abraham in his wavering faith in Genesis 15 by telling him, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And we Christians should remind ourselves that God is also our shield and our great reward. And if you take time to think about it, it's mind-boggling to know that God himself is our reward. He's our strength. He's our protector and guide. He's, he's the one who provides for us, and he's the one who works everything out for our good. He, he watches over us with the eyes of love. He supports us where we are weak and strengthens us on our journey. There is never a time when we are not in his thoughts or out of his care, mm-hmm. and he loves us with an everlasting love. Uh, we Christians are on a mission here, and part of that mission is to show and to tell others of God's great, self-sacrificing, unfailing love that surrounds the one who trusts in him. Uh, remember what the Christian, what the scriptures say in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. What God has planned for people who love him is more than eyes have seen or ears have heard. It has never even entered in our minds. Mm. So my encouragement is meditate on that. Glory in God's love. And then have a great Valentine's Day. Wow. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And thank you so much for this um, just prep prep time, really, for us to get our hearts and minds on love, on true love, on the love that God has given to us. And, you know, you think about sometimes when you get a gift, it can be a surprise gift. And I feel like that verse, 2 Corinthians 2, 9, is this surprise that God has planned for us because he loves us. It's going to open this package and we're going to be like shocked at what all he has for us. And we have something to look forward to because of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you think about that, is that what he has planned has never entered our minds. You know, we can think of some really fantastic things, but we're just so limited. But what he has for us is just awesome. 